politics and the two controlling political parties are destroying America. Both parties have spent your tax dollars with reckless abandon. Both parties are more beholden to party leadership than we, the people that they represent. Both parties value power above all else. Neither party respects the limits of the U.S. Constitution. The U.S. Constitution made this country great, and it's the U.S. Constitution that is the answer to our political woes. Forget the two ruling political parties and register as a constitutionalist. Support the U.S. Constitution, the just and moral society it creates, and not the two-party system. Join the only national political party that stands for the founding principles of the U.S. Constitution. Learn more, join and support the Constitution Party at constitutionparty.com or your state's Constitution Party website. The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat That's right, ladies and gentlemen, freedom fighters, patriots of all ages, we must take America back. And I'm coming to you from the state of independence, the birthplace of American liberty, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I'm your Thursday host here on the National Intel Report and Republic Broadcasting Network, rebroadcast as Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo Philo Radio. Patriot Nation Radio Network. I am Peter Seraphine. A man, a legend, with a great beard. With the greatest beard in radio. This guy is the sweetest, nicest, most gentlest person you've ever met in your life. The man's really insightful and pretty freaking smart. With wit, sharp like safety scissors. I would I would walk over hot coals for this guy. With that golden voice behind the microphone. He's got a big, fat, juicy, beautiful brain. The Nostradamus of political prognostication. Your host, Peter Seraphine. Hey, free speech is not free. Wherever you're watching or listening to this from, please support that network, support that platform. Free speech is, well, like I just said, it's not free. And without platforms like RBN and Mojo Five O Radio, everybody, you'd all get your all everything from one place. There, there would be no ah, diversity of thought. We have to have diversity of thought. Like tonight, we're trying something new. We're using a different platform to put the show together, and we're simultaneously broadcasting video in a whole bunch of different places on my website and YouTube channel and Facebook and Twitter and all that other kind of stuff. I believe we're on the RBN Facebook page and YouTube channel as well at the same time, which is cool. I got a couple of hellos out here, one from Dublin and one from Kentucky and my friend Sarah out in Oregon. So uh, it is working. We have some, some video stuff going on. 
simultaneously live while broadcasting an RBN, which is kind of exciting because that's uh, that's been well, that's been a hard thing to get accomplished in in the few months that I've been here. So last week, well, actually the last two weeks in a row, I've sat in this chair behind this microphone. I've had two tragedies that I had to tell you about and and beg for help. And that was two of my friends that both suffered traumatic events and I was fundraising for them. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for, for helping with that. If you would still like to help, you can go to liberty-lighthouse.com and there's a there's a banner right across the top of the page for my friend Tashoy, who lost everything in a fire. And uh, I just, I can't imagine how frustrating that is that you absolutely, you lose absolutely everything. If all things go well, in the second hour tonight, we're going to have Adam Nutter, the comedian that was here the week of Christmas when I wasn't. And I I wanted to have that conversation. I wanted to talk to Adam, so I got him to come back. And I mentioned in the last week or two that I'm I'm trying to get little short 15-minute updates from some organizations out there fighting for your rights and freedoms. And I have uh, I've arranged a few. I've got uh, the managing editor from American Freedom News Network is going to come on once a month. His first his first visit will be next week. Um, uh, I just David Sumrall is going to come on once a month to tell us about StopHate.com and his work with the J6 prisoners. And Brent Hemacek from, uh, no, I can't remember the name of his organization right now. That's terrible. Anyway, Brent Hemmercheck is going to come on once a month as well. I'm working on trying to get a couple of more, but those are the ones that I have confirmed. And let's see, with that, what else do we want to talk about? Tonight, I wanted to talk about priorities. I want to talk about some of the things that I've learned over the years. You know, I used to be in hospitality management for some pretty big companies. And to be quite honest, I, um, I, I did a lot of reading of you know management books and stuff and two two of my favorites are both really short books you know who moved my cheese and you can laugh all you want it's a really really short book and it's a really simple story and it's really cute and everybody should read it and the other one is Stephen Covey the Stephen Covey the seven habits of seven habits of highly successful people and he He's got one thing that I want to talk about tonight that's about time management and prioritizing what you do when. But first, we've got our first caller of the night. That's right. This is a call-in show if this is your first time watching or listening. The the phone number to call in is 512-248-8252. And uh, for those on video, I'll put that up on the screen in just a second. But first, Dave in Michigan. Dave. Welcome to National Intel Report. How can I help you? Hey, Peter. Thanks for taking my call so early. I appreciate it. Uh, and my handle is Dave in the thumb. Um, I got a, a pretty tragic story with a happy ending. I'll try to make it as quick as possible. A friend of mine out in California got kidnapped. They claim he, he was the, the felony charges were attempted arson uh, and some other arson charge. Uh, on his own son's property, he didn't set any fire. The burn fire ignited, and uh, he put the fire out. The fire department came. They arrested him, and uh, he was locked up from June 22nd until the 5th of January, 
Um, they sent him to state hospital on November 16th because he was found incompetent. He was found competent at the hospital. The next day, they started forced drugging him. He finally got out of there. He went back to the county lockup. They put him back in the same cell. He was in the state hospital for a month. And then uh, he went to two video hearings, like right after Christmas, and they muted him. They added four more felony counts, two illegal weapon charges, and what two counts of uh, uh, cultivating marijuana. Now, this is in California. <laughs> and, and then uh, on the 5th of January, he actually went into a real courtroom, and the— uh, the prosecutor dismissed all charges, and he's back home. There's a man out there named Charlie Danielson in Colorado. He's got a website. I'd like you to write it down because he's working on getting these Colorado boys or these uh, this J6 crowd. He's trying to figure out who are the contacts, how can he get – he, he's got a process that got Ronald out of jail um, and all charges dismissed, and it's called Constitution 101. There's a website I'd like to give out, and there's a PDF there, and it, it wants to download into your computer this 17-page document. So I don't know how you, you know, you should be able to read it. I think if you have your parameters set up, it won't download automatically uh but right. know that when you go there you got to have that set up but it's called usa organic republic.com i'll say it again usa organic republic.com one more time usa organic republic.com the doc there's only one document there it's called constitution 101 it's 17 pages, five of which you have three packets of this five. You send one to the to the clerk, the clerk of courts. You send one to the state DOJ, and you send one to the House Committee on Judiciary in Washington. And within two to seven days, he's had over 300 people released from their bondage after they received the paperwork within two to seven days. And Ronald is one of those recipients of that paperwork. Hey, well, you're starting to break up. We did get the website, usaorganicrepublic.com. I will definitely check it out because I check out anything that, that is, uh, well, especially with the title Constitution 101. I've done a couple of Constitution 101 courses websites, so I will uh, be looking forward to this one. I did write it down. Thank you very much for your call, Dave. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so before Dave called, I want was had mentioned Stephen Covey. Stephen Covey, he uh, he wrote the Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, and he went around and interviewed some of the richest and famous, most successful people in the world, and he came up with these seven things that they had in common, and one of them was was this: it's time management, and. It's kind of neat. It's kind of, and it's really simple. And I'm sure you've seen it in other forms, other places, because it's been redone by different places. I've, I've, you know, the, the Stephen Covey quadrants, the, the Eisenhower matrix, there's a bunch of different things, but you basically, if you're, if you're listening on the radio, imagine 
in your head a square and then divide that square into four quadrants and you're going to think about it like an xy axis in in in, uh, in school where you have importance going up uh, up and down the higher up in the square the more important something is and then from left to right you have urgency and the further to the right you go the more urgent something is so in this this uh this paradigm, this this quadrant thing, you have uh, things that would you know everything in the world would fall into one of those four quadrants, and things that fall into the the first quadrant are the the well those are the emergencies, those are the fires that have to be put out, those are the things that are both urgent and important. Okay, so those are the things that you have to do, and you have to do them now. Now, quadrant two is things that are important, but they're not necessarily urgent. And these are the things that, that you plan to do. You make a schedule, you do that kind of stuff. And quadrant three would be things that, well, they're urgent, but they're not important. These are things that you can delegate. And then quadrant four is, uh, well, it's things that are not neither, neither urgent nor important. These are things that you either just don't do, or maybe you do them for fun. Now. One of the examples about it is things can change quadrants. And the example I have always used, because, you know, I actually used to teach management classes, believe it or not. People trusted me to teach other managers. That's odd. But anyway, putting that aside, what one of the examples I used to always give is how to map something on here and, and how things can move from one place to another is think about your you know, your income tax return, for example. On January 1st, is your income tax return important? Well, of course, your income tax return is always important, but is it urgent? On January 1st, no, you can't even file them until like January 23rd or something like that. But if you don't file and you don't file and you don't file and April 14th comes around, now all of a sudden your income tax return is both urgent and important. Something went from a planet plan on doing it later became an oh my god fire i have to put out right now now the reason i bring all of this up and i and, and i talk about these urgency versus importance things is i want to think about this how does our government do these and 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 how does media do with the whole urgency versus importance quadrant graphics and thing um I don't think they do well in either. So think about news stories right now. Like what's more important in the news? Would that be, you know, the, the protests in China and France and elsewhere? The near civil war that's going on in Mexico? See, these, these would be things that I would think would be both urgent and important these would be things that you want people to know about because these are things that well they could turn dangerous but that's not what most news media is talking about other but then if you look at it from the governmental side of things is what what is government doing versus what you think they should be doing and you can pick any issue that's out there and, and map it on that four quadrants. Is it urgent? Is it important? Is it both? Is it neither? 
And well, they just announced, you know, they're trying to put auto uh, kill switches in cars. Why do you think government would want to put a kill switch in your car? And is this really important? Or, you know, they're talking about banning gas stoves and then they got some pushback. So they're, well, we're not going to do that right now, but they'll still try to do it eventually. Why are these the things that are out there that our government is trying to do when we have 130,000 deaths from fentanyl last year? 130,000 deaths. Well, that seems both urgent and important to me. That seems like something that our government should be focused on. How to stop 130,000 deaths of American citizens. Or, you know, the border is another great example. What did did we add? Like 13,000 people a day crossing over the border? That seems to be both urgent and important to me. But that's not what our government's working on. Instead, our government is working on save the planet. Now think about that for a minute. Just put on your, I'm a, I'm a tree hugging planet, you know, global climate change believer. And think about what they say. They say the planet's going to be gone. We're not going to be able to live in 10 years. Or at least, you know, that's the most recent estimate I heard. Granted, they've been saying that for 50 years, but they say that the planet's going to be gone in 10 years, that we're not going to be able to live on planet Earth in 10 years. Okay, that seems pretty important, but 10 years is a long time. Is it really that urgent when you compare it to 130,000 fentanyl overdose deaths? Or is it really important when you compare it to two and a half million people illegally crossing the border in the last year or two. So even even though somebody might think that climate change, global warming, whatever word they want to use for it this time around, is an important issue, it doesn't necessarily mean it's urgent. But, But then again, what somebody else deems as important, you might not think is important. I hope I'm making sense. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. But I, I just wanted to think about it in, the, in those four quadrants. And if you'd like to talk about it, I'd like to know what you feel is, you know, what's the issue of the day or what should be the issue of the day? What should it be the, in the four quadrants? What, what are the things that are in that both urgent and important category that should be done right now? And maybe the things that are in the important but not yet urgent category and that we should be planning on doing soon. I'd like to know about both of those, what you think they might be. But uh, while you dial the phone, let's have some fun. Do you own a firearm or firearm accessory that makes you uncomfortable? Maybe you think it will be outlawed and you just don't want to be made a felon by the stroke of a pen. Maybe you have an assault rifle that scares you, or magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. Man, those are really scary. Maybe it's an inanimate accessory that makes your gun more shooty. Well, the Liberty Lighthouse is here to help. Call us at 646-974-4487, and we will take that firearm or firearm accessory 
and all of the associated irrational fear off of your hands. The Liberty Lighthouse will either find a Patriot to take care of your device, or we will safely and securely store it ourselves. Either way, you can rest assured knowing that you no longer have a weapon of war in your home. Call the Liberty Lighthouse at 646-974-4487, that's 64, my rights, to eliminate your irrational fear today. The Mighty Mojo 5 Right, so, call into the show. I want to hear where you think. What issues fall where on, on, on the urgency and importance matrix? 800-313-9443 or 512-248-8252. What issue to you, the citizen out there listening to the sound of my voice, what issue to you is both urgent and important and should be what our government is focused on? And is it the things that the uh, the new Congress is focused on? Is it, do you have any overlap there? Are there things that they're doing? Because, I mean, they're doing some things that are good at the new, the new Congress with Kevin McCarthy as the new speaker. They're doing some good things. But are they really, I mean, the, the bills that they're passing aren't going to go anywhere. So should they even be bothering? Is that virtue signaling to us? Or are they really hoping that they'll make some headway if they do enough of these things? I mean, come on. They, they passed a bill through the House to abolish the IRS. Hooray! I love it. But how many of those Republicans would not have voted for that bill if it had any chance of passing through the Senate or being signed by the president? I mean, it's, it's okay. You can, you can vote for bills without worrying about consequences when you know that the bill will never, never become law. So is that what they're doing right now? I don't get me wrong. I do think that those 20 holdouts that were being called what, terrorists or whatever from the uh, the mainstream media. I, I do think those 20 holdouts got a couple of good things done. Um, the idea of a, a one person voted no confidence or one person recall the speaker motion, okay, one, per, one person might be a little low. I could see that backfiring and Democrats doing it just to disrupt the proceedings or other Republicans doing it just to disrupt the proceedings. Something's going along a little too fast. They they don't like where it's headed, and they you know I want to vote for speaker for uh, vacating the chair. So then they got to stop and go through the vote. So maybe one vote was was a little too low. But I think one of the big things that was in the rules package that hopefully we will see impact from in the near future is the uh, the anti omnibus bills. See, they they put some rules in there that make it so that the House of Representatives can't can't vote on those ginormous bills, and that you know they have to have three days to review any bill that comes in. So maybe we won't have a four thousand page omnibus budget bill passed just moments before the end of the the, the continuing resolution runs out. Maybe just maybe. 
the House of Representatives will actually be able to, to look at the 35 or so different appropriations bills one at a time in committees like they're supposed to. See, if that rule works the way it's supposed to work, like even if the Senate puts all these bills together, amends them all in, back into one omnibus bill, they can't transmit it to the House that way. The House has a rule against it. They won't be able to pick it up. They won't be able to vote on it supposedly that's how it's supposed to work that's the one rule that they've done that i'm actually a little bit excited about now here they're they're going to have a vote on uh, on term limits okay they can have a vote on it but i again it doesn't doesn't have a a chance of passing so yeah everybody in the in the house will vote for a term limits bill because it can't possibly get through the Senate and or signed by the president. But are these the things, the whole point of this is, are these the things that our government should be focused on right now? Are these the things that are both urgent and important? Or are these just things that they want to, you know, shiny object, look here, we're doing this stuff on your behalf for you. But not really, because, like I said, it's easy. When there's no chance of it going anywhere, of course you do. Vote for Hey, three-minute break, my friends. We'll be back in just three minutes. But we'll warn you, you'll have to pry from our cold, dead hands. We want the freedom that God gave us, so you best not cross that line. If you want this gun, you got to come through us and take it one shot at a time. At Romika Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romika Designs, and we're honored to work with our affiliates like Liberty Lighthouse to bring you professional laser engraving and customization. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow Romika Designs and Liberty Lighthouse to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romika Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. All you have to do is simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Visit us on the web at romicadesigns.com and use promo code LIGHTHOUSE during checkout to support Liberty Lighthouse with Peter Serafine. Thinking about it lately, been watching some TV, been looking all around me. And what has come to be Been talking to my neighbor And he agrees with me <laughs> Talking to my neighbor and he agrees with me I don't know I talk to my neighbors I rarely get agreement Because I'm one of them right-wing Conservative, crazy, extremist people To most of my neighbors See, I live in Pennsylvania, which is a mostly red state, but unfortunately I live in one of the very blue counties because I live oh, just a few miles from Penn State University. And you know, anytime you're uh, near one of them major 
major universities, you're in a blue area. So, yeah. So, phone line is open, 512-248-8252. And I was talking about Stephen Covey's quadrants um, about the, uh, you know, priorities, basically, time management priorities, where you've got those things that are both urgent and important that everybody should be doing. You got the things that aren't urgent, but are still important that you need to plan to do. Things that are not important, but they seem those things you can delegate away. And then things that are neither urgent nor important. They're either things that you just do for fun, or they're things that you just don't do at all. And I was wondering where do the things that our government is doing fall into those quadrants? So let's talk about this whole banning of gas stoves thing that the White House has apparently put forth. Well, I'm old enough to remember just, you know, like yesterday or a week ago or whatever it was where um, you know, it was called clean burning natural gas if you've seen those buses around they say c l clean natural gas i forget the letter clg cln but it's clean burning natural gas those gas powered buses gas liquid you know natural gas powered buses not gasoline powered buses but those natural gas powered buses buses were heralded as a huge win for the environment and they're going to save the planet but now natural gas is naughty we can't have natural gas not even you you little underling peasant you can't have natural gas in your house california already has passed some law that after, I don't know, 2025 or some crap like that, you can't put a natural gas furnace in your home. And New York is working on, I think New York already did the thing about gas stoves, and that's where resident Biden got the idea from, took it from New York. So I spent most of my adult life working in restaurants all over the country, And let me tell you one thing, never once in any restaurant I've ever worked with anywhere did they use anything other than natural gas on their stove. It's the best. I have a natural gas stove in my house. In fact, when I bought my house, the only thing that was natural gas powered in it was the furnace and the water heater. I bought it and I thought, wait a minute. So I've got natural gas line into the house but I have an electric stove, an electric dryer. That's stupid. So I had more gas lines run, and I put it on the gas stove and a gas dryer because it's more efficient. More efficient. Little side tangent here. How do you make heat with electricity? Anybody? Anybody? Anybody out there that ever figured this one out? Heat is produced by electricity. When you force electricity through a substance, usually a metal, through a substance that does not conduct electricity very well. Get it? See, copper wires, for example, you know, wrapped in plastic, they don't melt. The plastic doesn't melt off of it because copper conducts electricity well. You force that same amount of electricity through something that doesn't conduct electricity well and all the little atoms start vibrating and whatever it is that they do and that's where heat comes from so by definition 
electric heat is inefficient. Anything that heats up using electricity is inefficient by design. But that's what our government wants you to do. So Joe Biden wants to get rid of the, the gas stove and the gas range. But right now, there's a there's a pretty nifty picture floating around the Internet that just got really popular all of a sudden of Dr. Jill Biden cooking what looks like a spinach dish, big pile of fresh greens, I'm assuming spinach in a fry pan. And, oh, she's using a gas stove. That's just crazy. So is this an is this one of those you know gas for thee or gas for me but not for thee kind of things? We you know they make the rules for the surfing peasants, common citizens like us, but not going to follow them themselves because they're bigger, better than we are. Is this trying to ban gas? Is it just about power and control, or maybe it, maybe it's because it might be it's a little harder to cut off gas from a central location than electricity? No, no. I don't think that's it. I think they probably still have enough automation in the gas lines and the gas meters and everything else where they could they could still shut it off if they wanted to force it into. So what is it? Why? Why the switch where clean-burning natural gas became such a bad thing? I don't know how that happened, but states are banding it all over the place. Now, going back to the the beginning of the show, priorities. Is this why is this a priority at all? Should it be a priority of government? Like I tried to explain, like even if you believe in man-made climate change, is this the priority? personally don't think so but that's just me what do you think what should the priority be 512-248-8252 what else has our government been doing lately that we need that we should talk about where does it fall in these different priority things well we've got all of the the new uh, investigative committees being launched in the house Okay, investigative committees. It's it's really just become revenge at this point. It's tit for tat. You investigated our guy, so now we're going to investigate your guy. Does anything ever come out of any of those investigations anywhere? Like, they cost us millions of dollars. Congress does not have law enforcement authority or capability. So what's the point of their investigations? Shouldn't that be the FBI, the Department of Justice? Shouldn't it be somebody over there doing this? these investigations? Shouldn't that be one of the things in the delegated category in the Stephen Covey hierarchy matrix, the Stephen Covey urgency importance matrix? I don't think if Congress doesn't have law enforcement capabilities, why should they be doing the investigations? 
It's my own opinion. You're welcome to yours. That's mine. Doesn't make any sense to me. What else are they doing? What else? Well, they just, somebody, I can't remember who now, just extended the COVID-19 emergency. Ah, We're still under emergency status for COVID-19. My God, that's crazy. Let me get... All right. You may have noticed my voice is a little scratchier than usual. I have a sore throat. And I'm a little feverish. To be quite frank, I don't feel very well. But I might have COVID-19. <gasps> I don't care. Um, it's a virus. I'm going to treat it just like I would treat anything else when I have a scratchy throat and a little bit of a fever. I'm going to treat it like a cold. Anyway. I forgot where I was going with that. There was something. Oh, they extended the extended the emergency, the COVID emergency. Stop and think for a second. If it had not been for the news media constantly recording on on COVID nineteen with the the number of dead banners on the screen constantly running and interviewing Fauci and Burks constantly. Be honest with yourself. Would you have even noticed that the Wuhan flu, the Wu-Tang flak, the chow mein strain, would you have even noticed that that existed? I wouldn't have. At most, I would have thought, man, it's a pretty nasty flu this year. But that doesn't get trillions of dollars spent doesn't get us to give up all of our control and freedom and liberty. A particularly bad flu year doesn't allow the tyrants of government to flex their muscles and see what they can get away with. Hmm. But yeah, I, I've thought about that a lot over the last three years. Like, seriously, if it wasn't for the news coverage, I really don't think I would even have noticed that this thing existed. This thing being COVID. Um, what else is, is our government working on? Well, we've got, well, before we move on, let's do this. Twas the night before Christmas, the kids snuggled asleep in their beds when you heard a loud rumble, like Santa and his sled. So you went downstairs to take a peek, get a look. You were confronted by this creep, a crook. He drew his weapon, but you fired first. And now this creep could take all your worth. Secure your family with right to bear insurance. Plans start at 1095 a month with civil and criminal defense coverage options up to $2 million. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash right to bear to learn more or to sign up and start protecting what you have now. Yeah, everybody who owns a firearm should have right to bear insurance, just in case you ever have to use it like that little commercial just said. You uh, could do everything right and still get arrested. And, well, that's expensive. So what else is going on in our government? Well, the big talk of the day, the thing that I 
I think I heard the most yapping about between the time I got home from work and the time I came up here to my studio and sat down behind this microphone was, well, Joe Biden's got classified documents outside of, of the SCIF secure areas. We found them. And there's arguing back and forth between the left and the right. Of, well, it's different. No, it's the same as the way Trump and it's, well, let's be honest. It is very similar and there are some things that are different. Um, but they should both be investigated. And they should both be investigated with the, the same vigor. Now, the Democrats will say it was just the sheer number that Trump had was the problem. And, well, Republicans are probably going to say that Biden was such a mess. He had him in two or three different locations. And, oh, by the way, he was a former vice president who had no authority to have them that four years that he wasn't in office. As far as I know, the vice president doesn't get Secret Service security forever. So there was not even Secret Service around protecting the classified documents in his garage. So there are tit for tat. There, there's a similarities and there are differences. And they should probably both be investigated. But the big thing about that is the timeline of events. See, the, the first batch of documents, classified documents, that Biden had in the U-Pen closet or whatever, the first batch was reported just before the midterm elections. And big surprise, we are just finding out about it two months after the midterm election. That's not really that big of a surprise, is it? But the part that bothers me, even more than that, even more than the midterm election part of it, is the the White House not just refusing. Like, okay, so they found him in November and didn't report it to us, we the people. But why isn't it being made a big deal? Why were there lawyers cleaning out Joe Biden's office. That doesn't make any sense to me. A lawyer costs two, three, five hundred dollars an hour, thousand dollars an hour. And lawyers, plural, found these documents. So lawyers, plural, were cleaning out Joe Biden's office for him. You know, you get like a two guys in a truck moving company and I'm pretty sure you could have saved a whole bunch of money there Joe why are you paying lawyers to clean out your office that's what I want to investigate that's what I want the answer to is that because you know that there's stuff in there that you don't want to get out and therefore you've got the lawyers to kind of screen it for you or is there some other possibly legitimate reason for having lawyers cleaning out your office? Sarah in Oregon on line one. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi. 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 It's important to donate to your to any media company, if it's Republic Broadcasting or any other media company. Donate today. 
<laughs> Thanks for the blog. Yes, it's important to to support the free speech networks all over the place. Donate if you can. Buy their merchandise. Whatever you can do to support them. Sarah, go ahead. That is why I donated ten dollars to RBN. Oh, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> I was, I was just going to say, Sarah does a lot for the network. She does. She is probably the biggest cheerleader of my show. She followed me over to Republic Broadcasting from Mojo Five O Radio, and every time I come on here and do the live stream, she's always in the chat. And she always shares out links. And that's something that you could all do. And it doesn't cost you anything. Thanks, Sarah. So, Well, peace out. Peace out, y'all. Peace. So whether you're listening on the website or whether you're watching in video form, share a link. Let other people know about this show and this network. And, uh, you know, more eyes and ears on it helps us all we greatly appreciate it and it doesn't cost you a thing now i completely forgot where i was because sarah gave money and that made me go wow and i forgot where it was um oh it was the lawyers cleaning out biden's office i i I want an answer to why lawyers were doing his office i don't i don't know that there is an answer to that that would make any sense or if they'd ever be willing to divulge an answer to that. But if you'd like to call into the show, like Sarah just did, it's 512-248-8252. In about 15 minutes, the top of the hour, we're supposed to have Adam Nutter, a libertarian and a comedian coming on the show. He was a, he was a guest a couple of weeks ago when I wasn't here. I missed my own show and I wanted to talk to him. So I got him to come back on. So stick around for that, because uh, I'm going to try to have some fun with them. What else is our government doing, and where does it fall into that 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 priority matrix? What what's important, and what's urgent, and what's both important and urgent? I don't know. What else are they doing? I've lost I've lost track. I've lost count. I don't remember. We've got. We've got the you know the House voting to repeal the IRS. That it's that's going to go nowhere. We all know it's going to go nowhere. Uh, term limits. I already said that. But they did something else, and I can't think of it right now. I need some help. Somebody call in. Tell me what the government's doing. That uh, that uh, that I can't remember. That that's something they've done in the last couple of days. Five one two two four eight eight two five two. Um. Oh, special counsel. I was talking about the Biden documents. And and so, yeah, there's going to be a special counsel. The one, Merrick Garland actually appointed a special counsel for the Biden documents, just like he did for the Trump documents. So I started there all for the, um, they should be treated, investigated and treated the same, both investigated. And I wanted to actually give Merrick Garland props because he, he did. And that's the first thing he's done that I've approved of. Like Merrick Garland, I honestly think he still needs to be impeached for some other really, really bad stuff that he's done. But there's something good for once. Um, 
We got Republican congressmen calling for an audit of the Federal Reserve. But again, how's where's this going to go? We get these committees, and what's going to happen? Because if it's if it's anything that has to go through both the House and the Senate, it's not going to go anywhere. So it really looks like a whole bunch of uh, virtue signaling. And I'm I'm really sorry. Like I said a little while ago, I don't feel that great, and I, and I really feel like I'm rambling, and my brain is kind of foggy, and and I'm I'm not following up my own stories very well, and I know that, and I apologize. I'm sure it makes fabulous radio when that happens. Um, uh, uh, there's there's a whole bunch of calls for the one guy from New York to to resign because he lied on his resume, so to speak, but. Come on, they all lied on their resumes. His was really bad. But it, it needs to be people from his own district that decide whether or not to recall him. It shouldn't be other lawmakers in Washington. Um, I don't get it. Like, the tit-for-tat stuff in, the, in, in between the Democrats and Republicans in the House, just, it's a waste of time and money. And it's our money. And McCarthy recently, you know, had a big push to release the the video of the January 6th prisoners. And I'd love to see that. But again, is this another one of those virtue signal moments where he he can say that in the House, but it's never going to go anywhere? I don't know. Uh, Republicans are calling for an audit of the Federal Reserve. Yay. Again, will it go anywhere? One thing I liked, I did like, I, I'm sure you saw the uh, the the Swalwell and Ilhan Omar and Shifty Shift getting removed from their committee assignments. That's good. Um, they were all on committees that they really, really had no business being on. The you know the guy sleeping with a with a Chinese spy was on the intelligence committee, and the lady who is uh, openly anti-american is on the foreign uh, foreign affairs committee and shifty shift the guy who's been caught in more lies than pinocchio oh is on the judicial committee that's that's just funny this is the, the most ironic committee assignments that could possibly be uh hey we got a hi from South Australia. That's nice to see. Appreciate that. And over in the the uh, YouTube chat room from the RBN page. Oh. <coughs> oh. Hey, Mike. I think I need to cut it short. Can you put some music on? <coughs> I can't. I got to go. Oh. Uh. Relax, 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 relax,
basic facts Can you show me where it hurts? There is no pain you are receiving The distant ships smoke on the horizon You are only coming through in waves Your lips move, but I can't hear what you say
If you live stream or host a podcast, I want you to check out Mayono for your audio equipment. Mayono is quality audio equipment at affordable prices, and you can save another 5% by using the code Liberty Lighthouse at Mayono.com. Microphones, cables, stands, and interface equipment. I particularly love my Mayono caster, and it was one-third the price of the more famous competitor. So use the code Liberty Lighthouse, all one word, at Mayono.com. M-A-O-N-O. Dot com. Are you a thrill seeker? Do you thrive on adventure? Look no further. Planning your next adventure starts here with Venezuelan Adventure Vacation. Try our special all-inclusive Escape the Coup package. You may get blasted with a water cannon or a real cannon. You can run from armored government vehicles in your very own live-action game of Frogger, struggle for food, and your very survival in an epic game of man versus the results of socialism. Call today. Book your Venezuelan Coup Adventure package. 800-762-4254. That's 800-SOCIALIST. Call today, won't you? The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading There's an unspoken fear We're on our way out We must take America It's the top of the second of the hour of National Intel Report Live on Republic Broadcasting Network Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 50 Radio Patriot Nation Radio Network. I'm Third State host Peter Seraphine, and I am really sorry about cutting the last segment short so abruptly. I told you, I told you that my my throat's been a little scratchy today, and all of a sudden I just couldn't talk. So uh, I had to run and gargle, and I got a piece of candy in my mouth and a glass of water. Hopefully, I can make it through another hour. But as I promised, Adam Nutter is back on the show. Adam, welcome. What's up, man? Thanks for uh, having me on. Hey, I- I'm sorry I wasn't here the first time you were on. Oh, you're all good, man. Things happen. I understand. Yeah, my my uh, my full time job is a uh, is mailman. Ah, fed. I probably shouldn't <laughs> guests in December, um, because that was like the Thursday before Christmas or something like that, and I I didn't get home anywhere near in time. Yeah, no, it's it's understandable. It's uh, probably that and UPS were probably the most two, two busiest jobs around that time of year, I would imagine. Right. <laughs> so because I have a horrible habit of forgetting to let people give out all of their stuff, why don't you uh, do that right now? Like, how can we find Adam Nutter out there in the, uh, the Webernets? Sure. Uh, just follow. I'm banned on Twitter, so you got to follow my new account <laughs> at Tattooed Comic. <laughs> uh, please go help me grow that back because the other one I, I've been trying. They're like, nah. <laughs> so until then, what is it? Uh, uh, Tattooed Comic. Uh, it sucks, but uh, I can't. I can't. I don't want to go with like the Adam Nutter yet. It's too close to you know. I don't want them to reband me, so I got to give it a little time. Uh, or follow me on Instagram at Adam Nutter. Um, I post all my show dates and when I'm on the road and all that stuff like that. Uh, and um, of course, uh, go follow my two podcasts. If you guys 
are sick of politics and just want to laugh and not talk about any of that stuff, go listen to Cult of Us. That's available everywhere, youtube.com slash Cult of Us, or it's uh, audio is available everywhere. And for the political one, the libertarian one, or it's not just libertarian one, it's more of a political news, current events one, most libertarian one, that's called The Porcupine. That's also available everywhere uh, except YouTube, which you can get that on youtube.com slash Adam Nutter, where I also post like stand-up clips and stuff too. So go check that out. <laughs> okay, so I did listen to the show when you were here, and I wasn't. And uh, you don't mix comedy and politics. Like you no. Have a, you have a comedy <laughs> show and you have a political show, but you yeah. don't do the two together. No. Uh, um, it's too polarizing. Right, it is. And I can yeah. completely understand why you might not want to do that on your platform. Right. Yeah, you know what it is? It's like, again, with the porcupine, I obviously don't care, right? Because that's like, that's what that podcast is for. It's for like, I'm, I, I, we, we joke on that podcast. It's not, it's not like a serious podcast. I mean, you know, we, we talk about like libertarian stuff, like, like again, like uh, new stuff, political stuff, like what's going on in America and the world, all that stuff too. But we joke around about it. it it's, it's still a little more loose. Uh, and then, like I said, Cult of Us is just comedy. Yeah, it's like, I'm not a political comic, if that makes sense. Like, yes, I'm a comedian who cares about politics. Well, like, I'm not like a political comic. I'm not like Bill Maher, like, you, you know, or like a Dennis Miller or something like that. Who like that's their thing. I'm good. <laughs> like, so you don't you don't uh, like it. it? No, I think it's. I think it has to be done well for it to be good, and only very few people are good at doing it. And then I like it in that capacity, but I think if you're bad at it and you do it, it's really bad. <laughs> so I just stick to just, you know, regular comedy. And then that's my passion project kind of thing on the side. Hmm. Well, I'm, I was going to offer you to, you know, if you wanted to come up with a political bit and run it on my platform instead of your <laughs> platform. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's like, again, especially I'm libertarian. So I'm, I'm so like, people think i'm crazy as it like if moderate lefties and righties are always like you're the crazy guy i'm like i'm not you are but whatever argument for a different day <laughs> so it's like so it's like you know it's like that whole thing it, it, it's just not worth it to me so if i'm on stage being like we should just abolish everything people are like what it's like too it's too it's like too radical it's like it's like uh and it's like no, i just want to go there and be like oh, i'm dumb right and just tell like stuff like that like dumb stories about my life or like dumb things i've done or times i've you know might have done a little too many drugs or something like that <laughs> so, like a funny that everyone's gonna give everybody's gonna laugh about not, nothing nothing to be like you know people are like oh i don't agree with that i don't agree with that it's like why people want to go to common and just laugh and not you know think about that stuff i i completely agree anytime my my beautiful wife and i are playing it you know anytime we go to go out anywhere like to a movie for example um the only thing she wants to see is comedies and she was really disappointed <laughs> that like like for the last several years there haven't been any good comedies. Like Hollywood was afraid to make comedies or something. Like there was nothing it, funny coming out of Hollywood. It ended in like the mid two thousands. That's when like the last yeah. comedies were made. Like like the like knocked ups and like stuff like that. Which all those guys now are like woke trash. <laughs> like all those guys made their money off uh, doing like disgusting jokes, quote unquote disgusting jokes, right? And now they're all like, hey, that's not cool, man. And you're like. Hey, <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, you, you, like it's it's it's, it's hypocriticism. It's the hypocritical stuff that drives me crazy. It's, it's such a pet peeve of mine. Like the rules for thee, not for me. That's why I'm like I'm so anti. It's part of the libertarian in me. Like the so anti-authority. Like the so like no no no. 
either we're all doing this or no one's doing this. Like, you don't get to yeah. just pick and choose. Like, you know what I'm saying? No. So, yeah, I hate yeah. it. I absolutely hate it. I hate all those people now. One of the one of the big commentators, and I don't remember. I think it may have been Charlie Kirk, but I don't know. I, one of those, the big names, did something mm-hmm. interesting. I just, and I, it could have been a really old video, but I just recently saw it. Um, you know, he was he was getting grilled by a college kid who was clearly socialist. Mm. And and the argument back and forth was what, what it boiled down to is is uh well you can be socialist in a capitalist society, nobody will stop you. Look at the Amish, for example. They're a highly socialist community inside the capitalist society. Correct. Who try to be a capitalist in Venezuela. Nope. They'll cut your head off. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll kill you. So my, my favorite example of this is right here at home uh, during the the beautiful uh, non-riots of the summer of 2020. Uh, back in, um, they, they built the autonomous zone in Seattle, all those commie kids. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they did was get guns and kill two kids. <laughs> it's the first thing they did. It's the first thing they did was arm themselves with guns that they are against. And then immediately be the, become judge, jury, and executioner against two 16-year-olds two, who were, like, yeah. toying with the car that they are also against outside in the regular world. But in their world, like, no, we can do it, though. It's fine. It's like, oh, because you guys are garbage. Commies and socialism is garbage. It's, it's the antith- antithetical to freedom is what it is. Now, you're all right. Theoretically, in a uh, – I mean, Hop talks about this, right? Like, uh, Hans Summer and Hop talks about, like, communes and you could you could have a exactly what you said but but the problem is and we all know this peter that's not what they want no. they want everything to be socialist so they that's yeah. not good enough for them it's if we we could build them the best if we could voluntarily build them let's say with our own money to shut them up the best commune of all time we could build them a little hippie socialist dumb commune and they'll still be like but you guys still are doing things we don't like it's like it doesn't matter like it, they just want what they want like there's no comp you know, like I owe an apology to the slippery slope crowd of the '80s and '90s. Like I, I was born '86, right? So like I was, I'm, a, I'm a child in the '90s, and I would say like the '80s and '90s was like really started to become like more exclusive with a lot of that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, like you know, like the gay thing was still like not new, but like still like newish compared to what's going on now with all the other stuff. So it was like, oh, who cares if you're gay, or whatever? And, and you had all the other like conservative christians being like no you don't get it like this right. this goes to crazier stuff down the road and we were all, and i was like you know we're kids so we're like whatever crazy old person man sorry look at me i'm sorry <laughs> you guys are right you <laughs> nailed it because now we got drag time story hour and now we're we're not normal for being like pedophiles are bad right they're like, like no, pedophiles the worst crime imaginable and they're like you guys are bigots and we're like wait a minute what happened here that's because you, we should listen to the 80 people the 80s people you're a bigot and they're called minor attracted persons yeah 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 no it cures that a bullet to cure that problem it's 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 it's, it's mind-blowing to me and i'm like yeah man you're right i'm sorry like, you guys are so right uh like I, I'm, a, uh, I'm gonna catch a bullet for this, but like a lot of that time, it's like you're like, well, we should be walking back some stuff, like the Roe v. Wade thing. I'm like, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> it should go back to the states. First of all, you're killing a baby, but let's put that on the shelf. Secondly, it should go back to the states. If we're just gonna talk about this on like a legal aspect, the federal government shouldn't exist. 
to begin with, right? So, so their authority is bogus. They, they just have it because they have guns and they steal your tax, tax dollars. So that's that's why they are an authority figure. But like, it should be the states of anything. But you know, so it's, it's what back how it should of, be. There was tons of people on the Roe v. Wade case uh, on either side, even even those that thought that abortion should be illegal forever, um, who said that Roe v. Wade was just a bad court case. Like the decision was bad. It it clearly overstepped the bounds. You know, yeah. a judge basically created the trimester concept out of whole cloth, thin air, whatever. Yeah. And, and it, there was just a whole lot about it that was no good to begin with. Right. Okay, let's talk about this, though. Okay, so one of the things I wanted to talk about with you is I'm a constitutionalist hmm. registered to the Constitution Party. You're a libertarian registered to the Libertarian Party. Correct. I believe that a whole lot of people that think they're libertarian are actually constitutionalists. And I want to go over the party platforms with you and see how you feel about the different points of the party. All I, right. Interesting. I got, yeah, interesting. I got a little spreadsheet that has like, I don't know, the five or six or eight different things that are different between the parties. Cause there's a lot in common, a whole lot. Oh, of common. course. Oh yeah. So I, by the way, I do want to clear something up to your audience because there's been a problem with the libertarian party for the last, I don't know, 40 years <laughs> and the problem is the problem is it got infiltrated by well the feds obviously it's been infiltrated by the federal government since oh, yeah. its inception uh if you talk about like uh old school liber- libertarians who were they were like in the room when the party was founded in the 70s they said mm-hmm. they were fbi in the room while the pa- party was founded like they were in- fed incepted from day one so let's i'll keep that in mind but beyond that um the problem was it was kind of infiltrated by mainly a bunch of lefties and also some like warhawk righties like neocons mm-hmm. and they were running the party and they were the face of the party for so long right mm-hmm. so they were the public perception so um my my personal friend michael heist uh and him guys like him and dave smith and other uh people um along the help of like ron paul and stuff the great ron paul he started the uh, Mises Caucus Party after, after Ludwig von Mises, who was like the Austrian economics mm-hmm. genius who we base a lot of our stuff off of, right, as Austrian economics. So we started the Mises Caucus Party to kind of fight back the woke BS that took over the Libertarian Party. And uh, last May, we finally won. We won at the National Convention. So the Mises Caucus is in majority control of the entire party now. And what the Mises Caucus is, is let's say more right, conservative-leaning libertarians, if that yeah, makes cause, sense. Cause yeah, cause so most of the image of libertarian of the Libertarian Party is that you guys want you know, outright anarchy. You believe in no government at all. That's true. And- but anarchy, <laughs> get, that word gets thrown around. Right, right. And it gets like, misused, right? When we say anarchy, we don't mean like anarchy, like with the A in the circle and throwing fireballs. <laughs> no, you can have a completely like I'm an anarch, anarcho-capitalist, so that's how I identify myself as. So an anarcho, anarch-capitalist, which means free market capitalism, no government intervention at all, complete free trade with whatever mm-hmm. currency you want. No, that's what that's what we mean by anarchy. We don't mean riding in the streets. That's like a it's like a you know a trope. It's like a no, but that's kind of. That's kind of the image that you got, like, you know, abolish yeah, I know. all. <laughs> all right. Hey. But first, a little something, something. I'm Peter Serafine with Serafine Hancock & Associates with a request from your local bar association. 
if you took the COVID-19 vaccine in 2020 or 2021 and suffered serious side effects, or if your loved one got the vaccine and then died, please stop calling attorneys. Your attorney can't help. You voluntarily took a vaccine under an emergency use authorization, which by definition is an experimental vaccine with absolutely no study of long-term side effects. Your fear drove you to make that decision without research. You accepted the risk and waived your right to sue. As much as your local law office would love to take your money and go after Big Pharma, we can't help you. Please stop calling. You're only wasting your time and ours. Seraphine Hancock & Associates is not a real law firm, but you did take an experimental vaccine without any long-term studies. Good luck. Mojo Five O. That that's my version of a comedy break. No, that's uh, it's true, which is sad. I mean, I, I didn't take it, so I'm fine. <coughs> All right, real real quick, real quick before you go into, I just want to talk about the real quick COVID thing because I, I had to go to the doctor for a, a, a hernia uh, thing. I thought I had a hernia. I don't, but I thought I did. So I was at the doctor's office, and I also kind of felt like like I was kind of like in a fog the last few days, right? So. Uh, doctor's like, did you try for COVID? I was like, nah, because I don't have any symptoms. I never had it ever. <laughs> so no, I didn't. I think I'm just kind of tired. And he's like, well, let's uh, let's take a test. And I was like, fine. So as I'm waiting for the test, I'm like, hey, just theoretically, hypothetically, I should say, if I was to have COVID, what would you do? What would you prescribe me? He's like, well, are you vaccinated? I was like, no. He's like, well, then we would put you on like Paxlovid or something like that. And I was like, okay. He's like, which we give to two types of people. I was like, okay. He's like, severely unhealthy and old which you're clearly not and the unvaccinated i was like okay well i'm not dropping dead from myocarditis so i'm gonna stick to what i'm doing <laughs> anyway, i'll take some theraflu and call you in the morning <laughs> yeah right but uh this is happened like two days ago so i just want to bring that up but i'm sorry continue but about the libertarian yeah, no, constitutional I'm party sorry about I, I the raspy voice in the car good yeah i don't know about about an hour or two before uh, before the show, I started getting a little scratch in my throat. And then mm. an hour in, and I'm talking, and I'm looking at the clock, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's like five minutes to break, and I just can't talk anymore. I had to have the producer put on music and walk away and go gargle and come back with candy. <laughs> and... Oh, there it is. So speaking of which, I'm out of candy. Uh, <laughs> so here's a little spreadsheet that I made a while back. It's, uh, this might be the old plank. How long ago did you make this? <laughs> it's, it's been a couple of years. So it yeah, probably this is, is the old plank. plank. It's it's old. We we changed it. We changed it in May. That's what I'm saying. We changed in a May. lot of it. So so your official party platform has now changed. It's 100. percent I could pull the new one up right now. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah because it 100 percent changed to get rid of that woke nonsense. Well, good. Yeah. Because I, I, again now, yeah. now I'm really interested. Yes, um, we we changed it. That's what I'm saying. I, I went over to the to the Constitution Party because they're the first and only party political party I've ever found that every point in their platform ties like points directly to either the Declaration of Independence or the U.S. Constitution, and it's like this is why we do this. Drops in the chat for you. I got that. Thanks. Um, and then the. Uh, you know, and, and and it references the Bible in multiple places, which you know, I'm, I, I'm not a religious guy, but I'm okay with it being there. I'd rather God than no God. Yeah, right. That, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. It, it's so. I as I got older, it's so obvious. Like, uh, 
the whole God stuff, no matter whose God it is, whatever, like that matters, I think. Okay, well, reading this while doing a radio show is not going to make for for good radio. No, but that's the new one. So, but do, do you do you know it well enough that I can ask I, you questions? I, about I, it? I know some of the woke stuff we removed from it. Okay, if that for helps. Example, the uh, let's see. Uh, previously, you guys were okay with abortions. That's forever. gone. That's good. gone. That that's gone. I believe it's. I, I believe it's just like. Uh, we don't want government interference with stuff. I believe is what it says. It's like very, very basic. It's like very, but yeah, the, uh, the other stuff is like the other stuff is like that language is out. All that language is out. Like the, we support, Oh, like there was one, like uh, we denounce bigotry is repugnant. And it's like, it's like unnecessary nonsense. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. no, shut up. No kidding. Yeah, exactly. Let's... So we kicked a lot of that stuff. Like a lot of language like that is gone now. So yeah, again, I'm not, no, you... I don't know it like the back of my hand. It's not my thing. I'm not like the guy who's like, Oh, this article one, that's not my thing. <laughs> but like, it's, uh, it's, I know we took all the woke stuff out. Yeah. Okay. So the, uh, you know, open think... borders forever is gone. Well, so open, open borders, that's like a libertarian touchy issue. You ask libertarians, like the Mises, again, it's, again, it's like, if you ask me personally, it's it's like under what we have now, it's not great. But we also just can't have completely open borders either right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I, I, I'm like very in the middle with that, to be honest with you. It, it's like complex. I don't care enough about it to really, that's not my thing. I dive in on libertarianism is like the border situation. I just don't care enough about, I care more about this, like rights and stuff. I don't really care about that. So, but like, if you ask me straight up, I'm like, yeah, I mean, border stuff is dumb, but then like, here's why it matters because we have a government that takes your money that puts it towards that. That's why. So if you got rid of government, then I wouldn't care about borders. Does that make sense? Yeah, if you got rid of all government, like, yes, if if, if federal government was abandoned, it, right, because they're the ones that make the border thing an issue, because they're the ones who then make um, migrants and immigrants like a voting issue, and they make them like a like uh, like a pawn in their parties, right? Arguments and and then they steal. We're already tax every taxation step, all of it. So they're already taking your tax money and then putting it towards that. And and they, they, if you're gonna use my tax money, use it towards like I don't know homeless <laughs> or the roads or any but they don't so you know it's, so it's like it's like yeah but if you got rid of government then the border issue wouldn't matter at all why would it matter to you yeah it doesn't matter okay so the, the basic premise of a uh, a constitutional originalist like myself is that the u.s constitution the 4500 words roughly of the u.s constitution spelled out roughly 30 powers that the states delegated to the federal government to do on their behalf. And those are the only 30 things that the federal government should do, period. So if you think about that, you know, there's, if you look, if you go through the constitution and you, every time they say the government has the power to, you write it down, you'll end up with between 30 and 36 things, depending on how you count. Because some people will go, Oh, the government has the authority to create a navy. One, and then you know, the next page it'll the government has the authority to fund a navy, and we're like, is that one thing or two things? 
So that's how you get the variance between 30 and 36. But it's somewhere between 30 and 36 powers. We have 440 federal departments, agencies, and offices. So clearly, the federal government is doing a whole lot of things that they're not supposed to be doing, according to the Constitution. Right. No, I agree. And like, again, I think a lot of the, our, our founding fathers had almost the right idea. I think they were there. They were there. I I don't, but like, again, if, if you read like up on like Mises and and, and like Hoppe and and like all those guys, like, and, or, or, uh, uh, oh my God, my brain is just farting on me with names. I'm the worst with names, but if you just read a lot of like good libertarian think tanks, not like the woke, not like Ayn Rand. I mean, like, like again, like the Mises guys and and them, uh, there's no need for a federal government to do anything because free market capitalism, free trade truly solves all the answers. Like there's a form of free trade for everything. Like I, like you don't need the government to tell you to do anything. <laughs> like you don't need them no, to but do You need anything. a federal government to protect you from other federal governments. Well, no, nah, I mean, that's the only, if, that's if, the if only argument I make for them to be. Person. Yeah. If you want to stay a free person, you have to keep the bad guys from taking, taking over. That's my only argument ever for a federal government ever is to find, then you literally is this defend, defend, defend uh, against an attack, which they don't. So I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, they, they don't just do that. I meant, right. right? They, so like, no, <laughs> so, so I'm good. I, in fact, I, you won't let me own guns that I want to own. That I could defend up, like that's the thing too. It's like you know, uh, you have a lot of dumb woke lefties who be like, uh, "Oh, so the the government has drones." And I'm like, first of all, idiot, you're my neighbor. You would be involved in that warfare, you idiot. Secondly, I'm fighting you. Also, like I'm not just fighting the government. <laughs> like, like they don't get it. Like, like, like that's why those guns and stuff are important. To, I, 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 like, you can't beat a government. You can absolutely yeah, you could beat a, a superpower. We'll talk absolutely. about that in about three minutes. I'll give you some examples. Coming back yeah, with like, another right after this commercial break. <laughs> Hello, I'm political commentator Peter Serrett. I entered the political world by writing a short book titled Progress, Really? Progress, Really? is a short book, one man's view of social progress in his own lifetime. A common sense observation designed to make you ask yourself, when does progress stop being progress? Order your copy for less than $10 wherever books are sold or at liberty-lighthouse.com books. back it is the final segment of national intel report here on republic broadcasting network i'm your host peter seraphine we got our guest with us tonight mr adam nutter and and so you like guns i like guns i do um that you had said you know your neighbor that argues with you about like well you can't take on the government just like joe biden said you can't take on the federal government unless you have f-15s and nukes and my immediate thought my was Really? Um, how'd the Afghanistan thing work out for you there, Joe? Yeah. They didn't have F-15s or nukes, and uh, now they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, it really is insane. Also, like, 
by saying that, that means you'll be willing to nuke American cities. <laughs> that's what that is implying. Of course, that's what that's implying. Of a hundred percent. Because why else would you say that, right? Like, like if I, if I, if, like if there was like a small child bullying me, I, I, I would say like, oh, he's lucky I don't smash his kid's face in. Come stronger than him. That's why the only reason why you would imply that is because you could smash his face. Because it's the same could. thing. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like, well, you would need nukes. It's like because you would use them <laughs> in, on American citizens, you lunatic. Also, uh, before I was mentioning um, great uh, libertarian uh, authors and minds, uh, Murray Rothbard. I couldn't – Rothbard, the greatest maybe of all time, just left my brain. So go, go look up uh, Murray Rothbard, everybody. Uh, by the way, Anatomy, Anatomy of the State. Murray Rothbard, sixty pages. It's a very, it's like, it's like an hour read, right? Hey, I've it, written some books like that. It's yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's I always tell people like the base. People are like like tell me like a book for libertarianism, Anatomy of the State. It breaks down why government's evil, like in sixty pages. <laughs> like the basis, well, like this is, is evil. Here, here's government. This is why it's evil. A B C D E. <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing. I mean, Jefferson even admitted that he said at yeah. best. It's a necessary evil. At worst, it's tyranny. But we have a caller. Francis in North Carolina, line one. Welcome to the show. Hey, folks. How you doing? I'm here for the most part. It sounds like to me you have an interesting collage of subject matters that goes has a flow of its own. So it's like, okay, where do I hop in at? So, know, we're just going to chat. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, I guess the main thing is, uh, what would be a good start-off question to begin with? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, when when you say when you make a comment about uh, not having a government, a federal government, um, I have to applaud you. The same would apply with the, the Federal Reserve, IRS, you name it, yada yada yada. Um, Basically, for some people, that would mean that you're an anarchist. And quite frankly, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Well, uh, I am, again. <laughs> but I'm not an anarchist in the way of a movie, in an 80s movie, anarchy. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, you, you, yeah, you don't need government. Um, also, Federal Reserve, not federal it's, at all. It's private. No, yeah, a, lot yeah. know, a lot of people know this. The Federal Reserve is a private bank. That, Trust me, that anybody loans who listens, the anybody who listens money. <laughs> to this network knows that. Anybody who listens to this network could give you lessons about the Federal Reserve. You know, the, 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 yeah. the, great, the great Patrice O'Neill says the Federal Reserve is the Federalist Federal Express. Yeah, it's ironic uh, how that turns out. And besides, being that uh, Hollywood takes its marching orders from the federal government, <laughs> if you want to call it that, uh, gets interesting as to what they uh, spit out to get the people to observe or take in or whatever as so-called factual or whatever, which it's not. Um, it's for your t uh, the titillation and tantalization of the everyday person that's on the street or whatever, depending on what kind of mood they're in. Uh, and it's totally, completely absurd. Um, I mean, I could go on and on with between a government, the, the healthcare system, and everything else, it's, it's absurd, as well as the border. I mean, for one, I know we have the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor and so forth, uh, welcoming people in or whatever, regardless of their background and whatever have you. But you know something? 
that's great if they're actually becoming a um, legal citizen or, or at legal least a productive national. member of society. Well, the Thank other big you. difference is the government wasn't giving them taxpayer money. Right. And that was my point from earlier when I say personally about myself with the border issue. I go, you come, I don't care if you I really don't care if you come. I care when the government's like, oh, give me your money now to pay for these people oh, no, 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 to no, vote no. for me. <laughs> no, that, that's just plant wrong, even though it does come from the uh, reserve that's sitting out the, uh, the fiat currency, for that matter, that's uh, doing that. But after all, they work in cahoots worth it. But no, it's not uh, proper for the uh, so-called federal government to do that to people that are coming in from the U.S., uh, outside the U.S. in. Now, if the people that are coming in, like from the south border, like from Mexico and so forth, let alone from Canada, I don't care if you're in the North American continent. I do not care. There's a border between Canada and well as uh, Mexico. If you think it is so bad in Mexico that you have to come into the U.S., regardless of whether it's being political or otherwise, then you need to take that up with the president or whoever's in charge, government-wise, in Mexico. Don't come here bringing your garbage into the U.S. We have enough issues of our own that we're trying to contend with with the, uh, with the pseudo-government that we have now that's basically, uh, dare I say, pissing on the people, dare I say that, um, for that matter. So if people want to come in from Mexico, do it legally, and don't be coming here accepting bribes to do it uh, for political uh, reasons, for that matter. Uh, go, go back, straighten out your own government, and let it be done with. Uh, because this is just getting absurd. And on top of that, is another distraction of the people about what's going on in other countries as far as the military spending goes and other places around the, uh, the globe. It's totally, completely absurd. It's the old magician's trick. Uh, How does the thing go? You uh, distract with one hand while the other hand is busy doing the actual action or whatever. Of well, course, yeah. I kind of remember. Uh, I kind of remember two prominent uh, politicians that made two distinct sayings. One being from uh, Darth Cheney, uh, with the aspect that he was working from the shadows about behind the scenes, and I thought, okay, that's very telling, right off the bat. Uh, to Ron Emanuel, making the comment that you never let a good tragedy go to waste, and so yeah. I thought. The you problem know, is all government eventually wants to take over everything and become tyrannical. Right. I mean, have you guys ever listened to Dwight Eisenhower's uh, part uh, leaving speech, depart departure speech? He directly that. says in his of speech, course, yeah. the plan is they beware the military industrial complex. Everyone went, shut yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> no one listened to him. It's crazy. He just yeah. laid it out very plain, plain as day. Go listen to the speech. I, I really, I, everybody who has never listened to it, she listened to that speech. It's very, very interesting. Very eye-opening. We, we all know, we all know, going all the way you know, back to our founding fathers, going back to Plato, government is bad, but government is yeah. also necessary. It's not. And, That's and where we, you and I disagree. <laughs> well, then well, you know, if you say government isn't necessary, I'm going to argue with you because then why is it that anywhere, any time, even the you know American Indians are the most civil, basic tribe in the world. 
they always have a hierarchy. They always have rules, and they always enforce those rules. So, so they're That's actually – well, well, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. No, it's not. Hold on. Actually, uh, so uh, there actually have been multiple times in, throughout history. I think Iceland, Iceland was one of them. A few Nordic places was a few of them. Even a few African places, I believe. Uh, they actually had a pure anarchy society, the way I was describing anarchy, anarcho society, like a pure, truly no top-down government at all, no anything, uh, just a true free trade society. Um, and, and of course, people eventually get a little bit too too greedy, and then they, they take over, and they get a little money grubby, and, and the government. You get you, you're you're going to get crooks. There's always going to be, but there's guy. crooks in government. That never goes away, though. It never ever so, goes away. It's right, human nature. Unless you get rid of human beings, government goes away. We're human beings. I rob you. You know I robbed you. Everybody knows I robbed you. Somebody's going to come get me. That's government. Oh, so no, no, no. So, oh, so you're, uh, I, uh, so you're arguing for uh, private police uh, forces, which absolutely I can make an argument for right now. Private police departments. You no, I'm arguing make... that, that the primary role of government, according in our government, according to our founding documents, is to protect our rights. Right, which but not... our government is still corrupt enough where you can't trust them to get the right person. Like, here's this is why I'm against death penalty. Because for a fact, innocent people have been put to death. <laughs> so, there, so therefore, you cannot trust the government to be in charge of human life. It's just, it's it's irresponsible. But if you have a I'll private police force, you actually have uh, incentive repercussion. It, it go, I'll very, very quickly run through a very bare bones uh, 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 idea of it. Um, let's say – Except um, for one thing. Yes. Except for one thing. The question is, who's in charge of that private police force to start with? You have to mind those little intricacies of a pain and tail as they are because someone's got to be saying, oh, I want to be uh, wear the big daddy pants in this organization or whatever and tell people what they should or should not be doing for that matter. I mean, you can take something as innocent and uh, illogical as that and totally pervert it. Right, so it would be run as a it would be run like a business. So how it would be done is, let's say I'm going to use Domino's as an example, <laughs> like Domino's Pizzeria, okay? Because this is a well, name we all know. So let's say Domino's wants to get into the police game, right? And they're like, listen, we're Domino's. We uh, I live in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Okay, it's it's there's a lot of towns in here, but let's say let's say let's say there was one police force for all of Bucks County, just for the sake of this argument. Domino's is going to go. Okay, we want to we want the contract for Bucks County Police Department because money. That's the incentive, business, money, right? right? So they're going to have a contract right. with the people that you vote on democratically as, as a group, right? So the contract would be like, we're going to police you for five years for this much money, right? Like that's your agreement, and we protect all your rights, this, 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 and this. Now, where this does come help is uh, it stops with a lot of the corruption because here's the thing. They're now bound by contract to do their job. Right, yeah. government has no incentives to do their job. That's why yeah, the police they don't care, they don't they don't care, right? So let's say yeah, in the Domino's like police department, though, let's say you have a bad cop out there smacking people around, stealing, doing corrupt stuff. Okay, you go, hey, I, I just caught this guy on video doing like beating people and doing corrupt stuff. Domino's goes, okay, you're fired and arrested. There's no, we're gonna hold on, we're gonna hold him for investigation. Because, because Domino's why. Wants, wants to renew the contract at the end exactly because Domino's wants to renew the contract because a four hundred million dollar contract means more than some dumb cop on their police force. But As you're saying that now we have no government incentive to do any of that at all. So they'll just I, move them to protect your you. Point. I see your point, except for one thing. Basically, what you're describing is is a mafia. No, I'm describing yeah. a private yeah. business. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you're describing a mafia because it's going to become corrupt. 
but that's what government is. So you're arguing for government, but at least with this, you have incentives and drawbacks. But there's no government. Yeah, there's of course, incentives and drawbacks now, but it's just become but corrupt. But it's it's right. It's all corrupted. Exactly, yeah, it's, it's all corrupted. So, but if so you have your private version of government is going to become just as corrupt in 250 years, like ours has. No, because there's no government. It's all private yes, businesses is, and private enterprises to give them the contract. Right, you can take the contract away at any time if it's broke. You voted, broken. you created a contract, which is Correct. basically yes. you elected these people for a job for a certain amount of time. God, that sounds familiar. Hold on, and though. At the right end now, of the certain amount of time, you get to decide whether or not they do the job again or whether you get somebody else. Incorrect, because here's 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 the deal. Let's 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 say our senator from Pennsylvania right now, right? I can't I can't. Me and a bunch of my friends can be like, "Hey, you're not doing what we wanted to." He goes, "That's that's a shame, huh?" Because I'm here for four years. We can't no, actually, do anything can. about There is that. a recall process. That's but we all know because it's so corrupt. It's never gonna <gasps> ever gonna happen. And right? That would never happen. That's not this... what I'm saying. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's incentives and drawbacks. You could go. Well, we're gonna pull the contract. There's incentives you just pull the contract. Out. You, you can, can't pull you can the contract out under a senator. But, it, but, you, but you, that doesn't happen. And you and know why it doesn't happen. happen. Your Domino's police You just go right to a court and you go, okay. they're, they're breaching the contract. Court pulls the contract. That's it. You're out of contract okay. now. Then it comes to a simple question, though, regarding that contractual agreement and so forth, regardless of who, what, when, where, how, and why, is how many attorneys are going to handle that BS for you and mm-hmm. what is their cut in it? Well, they have incentive too to make money off the the breach of contract that Domino's breached on you. That then uh-huh. they're going to owe you money. This is all stuff you would and, set up, of course. And you're pre-hand. not going to become an overly litigious society like we have today. Oh, it you're, would definitely probably be still be litigious as hell. <laughs> I'm not saying what that. What you're describing sounds great, but it but it also sounds an awful lot like what we already have. We just don't use because it's been corrupted and, and now they but they put roadblocks in the way where you can't do it but in in in, in a true free market capital society that there will be no roadblocks in the way for that to do because yes, be, there be, no, there's no authority way, to do so they will find a way to create those roadblocks because there's no author- there's no governing authority to do so so it's all private it enterprises who just want authority. money and we don't have to it's mafia the police force over your bucks county now knows every business owner in the town you don't think there's going to be a little extortion, arm twisting? Hey, we want this contract again. It's going to get right. just as corrupt. <laughs> but it, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's uncorruptible. That's not what I'm saying. I said I love. I love this whole thing with where human beings. It's impossible to get rid of that. So I right. preface for this whole this whole conversation. <laughs> I understand that. No, 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 it's not about that. I'm saying you have more avenues for it to be fixed correctly in a quick way where mm-hmm. it's not as corrupted. Still, yes, years people ago, we have all those things here. But then we kept voting on a governmental body. I'm saying we don't do that. There is no we don't vote on a governmental body. There's no, no government, instead there's you're, no, you're voting on a police force, which right. But again, we, we have we're just gonna keep going in the circle, but yeah, we because you have drawbacks you could pull the contract, there's incentives, they mm-hmm. want they want the millions, they don't they and don't you, want them. And you can recall a senator, but nobody ever does. It's it's the same thing. <laughs> Hey, Francis, thanks for the call. Let's do a a break. There's a brand new way to support Liberty Lighthouse and get something great for yourself, too, and that's at MyPillow. MyPillow.com slash Lighthouse. Use the promo code Lighthouse to get up to 66% off your favorite MyPillow products. I've had the pillows for years. 
got the towels about a year ago, just got the sheets and the quilt now too. Yes, right, a quilt. He has quilts and duvets and everything else you could possibly need for your bed and sleeping. Check it out if you haven't been there in a while. MyPillow.com slash Lighthouse. Use the promo code Lighthouse to get yourself up to 66% off. Hey, Adam, I get, I completely get where, what you're saying there. That you're, you're basically setting, a, you're hitting a reset button and you're getting rid of all the, getting rid of all the roadblocks and you're going yeah, from kind of. great democracy to this is the service that we need. But that, that, that is government. You voted for this group of people to provide a service. That is government. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but it's not. <laughs> it is. It's right, not. Right, so, so you made the Domino's police but, force and you're under okay, contract. But, wait, wait, wait. You've, you've got the Domino's police force who's under contract to enforce what? The laws? Who makes the laws? Oh, yeah, but this again, this would be all agreed upon things that you would come up with as a society. Like, you agree upon these, like, you put them to, like, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Like, laws still don't go away. Everything doesn't just become, like, again, anarchy, like people but think that it is does. Government. That's movie. what I'm saying. It's not. It's though. a different it's form of government. It's still government. If you have it's... rules governing society, it is government. No, because you saw you still have a civilized society without government. Again, it's been done before in history. Hundred percent. I believe I told you. I believe a bunch of fourteen hundreds. It's happened even earlier than that. Even after that, it's happened before too. It's happened in places. I can't and remember off the top of my head, but. And where are they now? Yeah, but again, why is that though? Because a bunch of people go, I want to be in charge of things. <laughs> Which is exactly what's going to happen when you reset it your way. It's going to happen every time it's human nature. So you hit I the mean, reset. It might eventually devolve into that because, again, people wanted to be tyrants, but. but that's what we did here in America in 1776. We said, hey, 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 wait a minute. Our people decided we're going to make our own new government and we're going to put these little rules around it so that it stays in this little box, this 4,500 word box with 36 powers where they're allowed to do it. 245 years later, we have what we have today. Because they even because they even gave them the opening for anything. That's why, too. They gave them an opening. They're like, here, we're going to make a thing. And once we make the thing, that thing's not just going to go, okay, we're sticking to the 32 things. Like, it's never going to be. Like, like what's what's government's answer for everything? Oh, we should throw more money in government of this, right? Like, that's right. the government's answer for everything. They don't consolidate. They just expand. Like, it's all they know how to do. Or otherwise, yeah, yeah. they're... they're, I, I they're agree. Yeah. Otherwise, they become not important. And then that makes them obsolete, which they wouldn't do. Right. They're like robots trying to stay alive. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's what it's like. It, it really is. I, I use the uh, the analogy of, of any living thing. Like government at some point, no matter how well it's orchestrated, no matter how well it's defined or how loosely it's defined, government at some point becomes greater than the sum of its parts. It becomes its own living organism. And like any organism, wants power, control, wants to live, will right. fight against yeah. anything. Um, and And that's again, no matter how you structure it, the American Constitution, the 243 years that we've been, 244 years now, that we have been under our Constitution is an anomaly. The fact that we still have the freedom that we have today is unheard of in the world. 
the average constitutional republic lasts 50 years. We've lasted yeah. 243. We guns. are an anomaly. We're going through some horrible, disgusting, yeah. ginormous growing pains. And if we don't squish government back within some kind of constitutional box again, then we'll end up like every other country in the world and eventually implode. And by the way, if you give me the option of like no, go like uh, what we have now, or go back to like a constitution, like yeah, of course, go back. Of yeah, of course, uh, unquestionably, <laughs> that's not my point. My point is though, like if you're giving me the overall option, I want to go my way. But yeah, no, if that could be a thing, please, yes, do that. <laughs> For the love of God, do that. Of course, I'm not crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I we, mean, we, we're pro there's a lot of people, especially a lot of people that are listening on these networks, that are going to say it's too late that we can't yeah. ever get control of our government again. It is too big, too out of control. And the only way it's going to go away is if we take up arms. I, I, um, yeah. Well, of course that's always an option for anything in life, but like, but like there, there was uh, but just to your point, there, there was an argument like a libertarian, libertarians, the dumbest, dumbest arguments in the world with, with each other. We suck. But like, there was an argument about like the homeless problem and like, you know what to do with it. And then someone was like, well, listen, I don't like the cops, but like, I'm being forced to pay for them and I don't know, maybe make them do something like get rid of the homeless because <laughs> I don't want them invading the stuff you're forcing me to pay for also like I, at least make it pretty. And then a lot of people are like, that's not libertarian. I'm like, yeah, but it's like, I can't handle it the way I want to handle it. Right. <laughs> so we have to, in the scope of what I could do, and what i'm the resources in front of me then yeah i guess that i don't know but like so it's like that i don't want that though like again if you gave me the option of like well would you rather have the cops handle or any way you want like no then i'll do it then we'll do it a bunch of voluntarily people will figure it out we don't, you, know, you know what i'm saying but if you give me the option of like well either you do it your way and go to jail or you make the police that you're forced to pay for already do their job like well that <laughs> yeah. you, you know so like, I, like that's what i'm saying it's like it's like again because we're we're not crazy like we're also we understand what we're working with and we we understand we're operating under this government in the environment we're under we're trying to change it the best we can but like if you're gonna again if you're gonna put a gun to my head and take my money literally <laughs> because if i don't you will literally do that to me then yep. yeah i want the park to not have heroin needles in it from homeless people like you yeah. know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I mean, it, I, I, it, when I wrote my first book, I tried to figure out how much of my money actually went to the government in one way, shape, or form, and I got to about fifty percent, and I couldn't calculate anymore. I got, yes. I got, the, I got to the you know layer upon layer upon layer of corporate tax in everything. Oh, you buy. yeah, like there's, there's no way of figuring that. No. So um, yeah. So I, what are I these differences in the planks that we never got on? <laughs> oh well. You said your, your your party changed, so oh like, yeah, we I, did. That's true. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. Yeah, we can't go. I'm sure a lot of it's still the same, though. I mean, what what were some of them? I might know off the top of my head. Uh, the bigger the biggest ones were uh, the you know, the open border, the uh, free and fair abortions for everyone, um, <laughs> and there was a third one. There's I can't remember now. There were there were three that were the big differences between the Constitution Party and Libertarian Party, um, but. But you got you said they that the libertarians got rid of all the woke stuff back in May, so now I've got to yeah redo my spreadsheet. I know we were pretty close on guns. Um, oh, it's probably the same. <laughs> yeah, it's close on a lot of things. 
Um, it's probably I, the same. Well, we actually, uh, true libertarians believe like no, absolutely no, like zero gun control, like zero, like whatever the government owns. Yeah. Here's my my theory, and I think this is a this is a good solution. Just I don't want you know the crazy neurotic drug using teenager next door to have a nuclear bomb. I just don't. But, like the the thing is though, and like this is this is why I always say when people say that. Wait, he's not though, right? <laughs> my brilliant idea is. That if the military can buy it, or no, not even the military, if my local state, local county police forces can buy it, I can buy it. If That's, they get an armored vehicle, I get, I an, get armored. an armored vehicle. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, Why do they if, need it? <laughs> if they're allowed to buy it, I should be allowed to buy it. And I think that's that should be the only gun law. I think that I think that's perfectly reasonable and fair. You don't want you don't want me to have body armor in an armored car in a semi-automatic rifle okay abolish them in the entire state for all law enforcement right they know right yeah. now, right because that, that that's also the funny woke lefty thing they're like only like ban guns like okay but then so you, you only want cops to have guns who you the say the all criminals. they do is kill black people so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's so the, you want those black... guys to have guns <laughs> like, like, it doesn't make sense it's, it's absolute nonsense they don't have the best logic sometimes Hey, um, we're coming up to the end here. You want to give out your, uh, you know, your your contact info one more time. How can we reach Adam both politically and comedically? Yeah. So again, on Twitter because I am banned, but uh, <laughs> so follow at tattooed comic t a t t o o e d comic, uh, or on Instagram at Adam Nutter. Again, I post all my show dates coming up. Um, I'll be a uh, uh, punchline uh, in Philly, uh, February sixteenth. Come on out to that. This will be a fun show uh punchline in philly come on it's wednesday night i think it's gonna be fun uh and then of course go listen to cult of us which is just comedy uh podcast i do with the great neil wood my buddy who's a comic who will also be with me on punchline on february 16th uh so come on out to that like i said again um but uh yeah youtube.com slash cult of us and audio is available everywhere and the porcupines my uh, political one youtube.com slash adam nutter for that also audio available everywhere uh go check those things out like subscribe all that please and thank you awesome i appreciate that and if you ever do want to you know just take a stab at political comedy you can you can come try it out on our platform so you're not ruining your own actually <laughs> what i should do is i should get you on the porcupine we should talk a little more about constitutionalism versus libertarianism okay that's what I, we should I'd be do. willing to do that. My my problem is, I do I record this on Thursday or I broadcast on Thursday nights specifically on Thursday nights because this is the one night of a week where my wife leaves the house, and she hates. Well, to be honest, she deserves all of my attention, so I do this when she's not around. Fair. Well, I could always do it at eight thirty or nine o'clock because <laughs> that's usually when I record anyway <laughs> at like eight thirty or nine o'clock. To just go from this to that that work yeah exactly hey wait can i announce that gary in california is our book winner hey this week and uh man i can't read i can't read that last one mike gary in california is our book winner this week the book is callous, callous disregard, disregard by andrew wakefield oh. <laughs> Callous Disregard by, by Andrew Wakefield. I'm sorry, I couldn't read. I'm blind. Screen's too far away. But I hear the music. It is, it is the end of the show. Thank you very much, Adam, for joining us. Thank you, Mike, for, uh, you know, can't do this without you. Thank you, listeners. You're why we do this. 
Until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. I have an idea to fix almost all of the problems with our federal government. Okay, it's not my idea. It's a bill sitting in the House that will probably never get a vote. H.R. 46, the One Bill, One Topic Transparency Act. If every bill in the House could only deal with one subject, then Congress couldn't add unrelated amendments. Pork and earmark would become nearly impossible. Every bill would have to stand on its own merits. No more bad laws tacked onto spending bills. Corruption would become more difficult. Waste would become more obvious. We would get the transparency from Congress that we deserve. H.R. 46, One Bill, One Subject Transparency Act would be the greatest legislative win for we the people since the U.S. Constitution. Read H.R. 46 and sign a petition of support at liberty-lighthouse.com slash H.R. 46.